Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about COVID-19, famously known as the coronavirus. And today I just want to walk through my personal worries and um, maybe you can relate to them in regards to corona and there are two big fields where I look upon a little bit worried. So if you're in an anxious, maybe fearful state at the moment because the media is blasting us with all of this information all around Corona and they're doing a good job doing so, even though I would wish that they would, you know, take different angles a little bit more, but it's good that we get informed through the media. So thank you so much, guys, for doing that. Um, I want to bring the one or other thing into a perspective that might help us to feel a little bit safer and maybe even grateful. So the two things that, um, by the way, we're not going to talk about uh, too much things that you can do to improve your immune systems or anything like that. So if you're looking uh, for that, check out last week's episode where I gave four clear steps that you can do and start today to really increase and strengthen your immune system. That's the thing that we all definitely want to do, need to do, and should do. So that's last week's episode. Today, it's just about the worries. So point number one, I'm worried about how fast this virus is spreading. Obviously, as we all are looking at the virus with uh, curiosity and a little bit uh, of of fear uh, going on too. And there are so much uncertainties in this package. We do not know how high the mortality rate really is and um, that's a big issue because in the end looking at the numbers from Italy uh, if you do the math it comes to a nine percent mortality rate that is would be a a catastrophic thing wiping away nearly 10 percent of the population but these numbers are ah in my opinion in my opinion clearly wrong Uh, because of two reasons. So first off, looking at all other numbers all around the globe, they're all uh, below that. So I assume that they just don't do the number of tests that other countries did perform. So they didn't get the uh, correct numbers of infections. And that's basically the second thing. So even if you look at, you know, China, where I think there were around 4% mortality rate and other countries are uh, even below that far below that. And this is only the number of registered infections. And all scientists know that the number of not detected infections is much, much higher. Uh, I just saw a video uh, an hour ago on, I think it was Instagram, from uh, a guy, and I forgot the name, unfortunately, but he called it the magic number. So the magic number is the number of truly infected people. And you can't find out that number with accuracy at the moment because people like you and me could think they catch the flu and Corona doesn't, you know, doesn't have to have a a very bad impact on your health. You could just feel as if, you know, you just feel a little bit bad and two days later you're you're okay again. Uh, That can be Corona too. And it often is the case. If you're a young person, healthy, your likelihood of not even really noticing that you have corona is very high. So these numbers in total 
um, when they check that afterwards, will come to a very, uh, very uh, much more reduced mortality rate. That's how it typically goes. And um, yeah, but that that's one of the things, it's uncertainty. So I'm worried, we don't know the number and we don't know how, ba how bad it really is because things are just ramping up here in Europe and in the US uh, uh, too. So we'll just have to uh, wait and see. And that brings me to the second thing that worries me a little bit. For, first off, the positive news. I think the governments are doing a very decent job at the moment. They're taking conscious action, uh, shutting down every big event. So no football games and no um, concerts. All big gatherings are not, uh, you know, not allowed anymore. And I think that's a good thing. They're also protecting the homes of the elderly um, with, you know, special visiting times or, or not even allowing visitors at all if it's not necessary. So there are certain actions closing down schools that make sense and others are just over the top. And that's where I start to get worried. And this is more about, first off, how the government, how much competency a government takes, talking about lockdowns, where I think, you know, a lockdown in a democratic state is something that I would expect the government only, only to use in a catastrophic event. And I think we're far away from that. So that's the thing that worries me a little bit. How are we as a democratic society going to handle events like this? Is it possible that, you know, we start to use this thing like a lockdown um, in cases where it's not supposed to be like that, in my opinion. And the second thing that worries me even more is that white, white, um, white pieces of the population are actually not even against it. So I think that is a clear signal of the fear that is going on in the population. And that worries me even more than the virus. I think fear in people typically doesn't turn out the best character traits. And you can look at, you know, empty shelves, uh, partly, uh, that we have experienced here in Germany, where you see people are just buying stuff like crazy. In the US, you know, one number that I found to be very uh, uh, interesting was the number of gun sales went up, skyrocketed on, on certain platforms. Uh, guns and ammunition. So I'm, I'm sure these people are, you know, not buying the guns to shoot the virus. Um, I think it's just proof that humans, I think we really have to work on working crisis together instead of preparing to fight everybody. And that's the thing that worries me. That makes me a little bit sad too. Um, think, you know, and this is just, I'm sure this is not going to be that major crisis that we're all um, discussing at the moment. That's kind of sure for me at the moment. If, if nothing else happens, you know, you never know if a virus mutates to something else. But at the moment, as it looks and with the, with the conscious actions that governments took, I think uh, it's not going to be that crisis that we might expect at the moment. But the other thing worries me as a society where I think, oh, it's just a little bit, I think it would be just so good if we all could calm down, relax, have a deep breath, 
think a little bit about the others more than about ourselves. That way, you know, we would not need more ammunition and just need a little bit more whatever. Maybe a, <laughs> maybe a, a, a card with a couple of lovely words for somebody who needs it at the moment, for somebody who's uh, truly ill. So that would be my wish for us as a society. And that's the thing that I'm uh, actually worried, uh, worried about most. Okay. And maybe this is because I'm too idealistic in that way. You know, I always hope and think that we as a human race will work together and that we will, you know, evolve to better humans. We've got, you know, we've got this fighter thing in our genes and it's good that, that it's there. Partly we have to protect our families at times. Um, and there are people that are not good, uh, no, no uh, doubt. But most of humanity is good and we should trust that the good will win. Bringing it into context, this is uh, a complete mindset game. As you might know or not, um, the mindset is always the first thing that I tackle in each and every of my coachings. It's just so important to get the mindset right. If we don't have our mindset right, the other stuff doesn't matter. So let's get into the mindset of keeping calm, get into the mindset of bringing things into perspective. And if we're calm and relaxed and don't have to worry that much, because in the end, you know, it's 340 death people today against 2.8 million that die every year anyway. And, you know, don't take that number on to, uh, to get uncareful or something like that or do crazy stuff. That's not my point here. My point is to put it into perspective, to get rid of the fear, to keep calm. And that way you can get a good night of sleep, of course, because if you're not worried or frightened to death, you can sleep much better. And sleeping is the number one thing that you want to do to strengthen your immune system. Sleeping will, a good night of sleep will recover your cells, will uh, recover your DNA, will give your body everything it needs to create that strong immune system. And as said, the other two to three tips you can get in last week's episode. And if you do all of them together, that's uh, going to be you in the pole position of having a strong immune system just in the hopefully unlikely case, maybe likely case, that at some point the coronavirus will hit your body. And I wish for you and for me and for everybody that listens to this podcast on, and for everybody that, that doesn't, that uh, we keep healthy together, that we keep to be a calm uh, and strong, loving humanity race that protects all of us and um, yeah, so you've got the choice now to go on, buy another package of ammunition um, and so on, or to bring things into perspective, try to actively change maybe our initial reflective animal, animalistic response to an event like this and be aware that we are special creatures and we have the choice. We can act out of a reflex or we can act out of a strong leadership position, making this world stronger. And that's what I wish for us. 
The only thing that I want to ask you to do here is to check out last week's episode if you didn't do so far and get those four tips to strengthen your immune system, to strengthen mine. I'm doing all of those four tips personally and uh, I think we should all do them all or in parts to strengthen our immune systems for the case that the virus hits our bodies at some point. There's not going to be a wrap-up this week in this week's episode, but uh, maybe one point, and this is the gratitude part. I think there is a lot to be grateful for. This virus gives us, as a population, first off, maybe the conscious feeling that we are one world, we have one problem, and solving one problem together typically brings people closer together. So that's one big opportunity that I see that I'm very grateful for. And it's also a good opportunity to keep in mind that at some point we will leave this planet again. And keeping this in mind is a very powerful thing when it comes to ask ourselves the questions, are we doing the things that we want to do? Not to wait till we're retired, not to wait for some kind of a magical event that will never happen. Taking this virus as a signal, as a starting point to think about what we truly want if we are living our lives aligned with our purpose. And if not, it's time to get started. And that's the thing that I am grateful for, to just take the time again to, to look at those little things that I'm doing, is it the right thing? Am I taking enough time for my kids, my family, for my friends, for uh, things that I want to do for myself? Is this the life that I want to do? And I'm very grateful for this um, event in that regards because it kind of pushes us all or can push us all to think about that and it should. And that can give us, if we wanted to, a big feeling of gratefulness. So with that, I'm going to close this week's episode, wishing you that, or hope that you enjoyed this week's episode, wishing you all the best and that you keep and stay healthy. And of course, that you tune in next week when we are going to talk about the cost of not sleeping. So sleep-related topic then again. Hope that you tune in next week. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.